0: Okay, how's it going everybody? I hope you're all doing well. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, so in this episode, I thought I'd briefly try to say something about a seminal ancient Greek tragedy written in 431 BC, namely Medea by the incredible Greek playwright Euripides. You know, the one about the titanic but a uh, but troubling character Medea The mother who, broken by her husband, ends up killing her entire family. Oh, and uh, by the way, if you like Euripides, or just ancient tragedy in general, then you might want to check out some of our earlier episodes. We've done one on another of uh, Euripides' work, the Bacchae. And we've done one on Sophocles' Oedipus Rex. Okay, so uh, let's just jump right into it. Okay, so in his play Medea, I think it's safe to say that Euripides explores what is pretty much the darkest and most awful of human transgressions. Namely, when a mother murders her own children. Even the most depraved things that we have done to each other over the millennia just can't match up to what Medea did. There is something so shocking about filicide such a breach of the of the basic human bond and trust that it's hard to comprehend, to make any sense of. This fertility turned to death. This is revenge turned into something inhuman. And let's not forget that Medea not only killed her children, but her husband, Jason, too. In this way, she ensures that not only will Jason's children not continue his line, but of course there won't be any further progeny from him either. So what Medea has done is she has annihilated an entire family. Okay, but one thing that Euripides does well, despite the uh, philicide, is he manages, at least up until a point, to ensure that we, the audience, have some sympathy for Medea. Or, to put it another way, maybe, due to Euripides' subtle handling of things, we're at least made to feel ambivalent about her. And that's not something you'd expect, given this raging, violent mother. So, why? What explains this ambivalence that we might feel? Well, it might be partly because we understand that she's a woman wronged. She's an abandoned wife she's left all alone by a selfish husband. And um, we might want to look at this even more broadly. That's to say, we might want to look at how it is she's being treated as a woman in the context of 5th century Athens. I mean, the plight of women at this time was, was no good, to say the least. And Medea is made by Euripides to say so herself she's made to show great sympathy for the female condition. She says things like, women are the most wretched of all living beings, that they're assigned and they accept an inferior status, that they're victimized by men giving up ownership of their bodies to men, and that there needs to be women's solidarity against this oppression. Well, so here's the thing. She won't accept this stereotype. No, she won't accept the patriarchal marital system. No, she's a powerful, independent woman, and women can be just as deadly as men, she says. And so, no longer confining herself indoors, she goes out. And, uh, what does she do? Well, she destroys. And in particular, she destroys her family. But maybe what she's ultimately doing in destroying her family is she's trying to destroy this principle of domestic nurture that women are always expected to accept by men. So, in destroying the house, the hearth, the family, the oikos, she targets and destroys the fundamental source of oppression— the one thing the men of this time are dependent on women for. Okay, but, um, but if something like this is right, then you might argue that really what Medea has done in her rebellion and revenge is she's just taken on the brute force and violence that belonged to the traditional male ethos of the time. In other words, in her so-called feminist action, she exacts a form of revenge that belongs to the typical male character, to the one that, she paradoxically, rebels against. And it's interesting, because it seems to me that that something like this, this paradox, is what we sometimes still see today. You know, where women, in their fight, lean in like men. Anyway, so... That's a sort of proto-feminist interpretation of this tragic play, and, like I said earlier, it might explain our sympathy, or at least ambivalence, at times towards Medea. Okay, but maybe there's another way to interpret this story. A much broader, or a or cosmic one, maybe. Okay, so you see, what's really interesting about Medea's motives and actions is that they're hard to explain, what i mean is that she's not psychotic or insane nor is she driven to do what she does by the by the gods which we see quite often in ancient poetry and tragedy no she does it herself she decides to do it she she premeditates she kills in cold blood but this is unsettling right It's unsettling because what we really want to find when we're confronted with with someone's horrific actions is some kind of clear environmental or psychological cause or mechanism that would explain or, or make sense of the event. But to seemingly freely and autonomously choose to kill your children and your family because you've been deserted by your husband just can't be made comprehensible. Well, so so here's the thing then. This ultimately might be part of Euripides' message. Most broadly, his message might be that the universe is not on the side of the rational and the moral and the civilized. Well, okay, so Medea's a force of nature. She's a lightning bolt. She is a part of this indifferent and incomprehensible world, and this explains her utter violation of maternity, which is really no explanation at all. And um, maybe more specifically, Euripides might also be warning us that, that there's always an excess that is just under the surface of the veneer of sociality. That there's a horrifying wrath in all of us that's concealed by civilization. That feeling and passion can quickly lead to emotional extremes and to the propensity for violence. And so, at the end of the day, we're not only strangers to the world, but we're also strangers to ourselves.